politics has never been stranger or more online, which is why the politics team at Wired is making a new show, Wired Politics Lab. It's all about how to navigate the endless stream of news and information and what to look out for. Each week on the show, we'll dig into far-right platforms, AI chatbots, influencer campaigns, and so much more. Wired Politics Lab launches Thursday, April 11th. Follow the show wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Adam! Hey, Adam, can I have your watch? Nope. Please? Nope. Uh Uh-uh. Not going to do it. Nope. Travis, you don't know this. Travis. Hi, Travis. Hello. You don't know this, but when we were actually in the same space, every day I would walk up to Adam and try to steal his watch. Hmm. All the time. True story. In fact, I I thought he was being loving and he was being thieving. Well, speaking about stealing things, I, I heard there was some Bitcoin news this week. Big Bitcoin news to the tune of 3.6 to 4.5. Dr. Evil, pinky to the lips, B. Billion. Billion. Why make trillions when we could make... Billion? Billion. Billion. Just under 120000 thousand bitcoin i am in the wrong business well do you know the feds actually stole it back oh i'm in the right business so it was a uh, apparently a laundering front that was uh, being operated by this uh, couple all right wait back up back up back up who's the day a mr lichtenstein and a ms morgan one of them is a uh, really bad rapper is uh... <laughs> <laughs> like a real rapper because adam's a rapper <laughs> <laughs> So they are actually rappers that people know about? Well, he's not. She is. And her her rapper name is Razzlecon. Oh, I don't... Razzlecon? Razzlecon's the name that hot grandma you really want to bang. Always run the guilt game ever since I was 15. I'm many things. A rapper, an economist, a journalist, a writer, a CEO, and a dirty, 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 dirty hoe. So her bio reads, when she's not reverse engineering black markets to think of better ways to combat fraud and cybercrime, she enjoys rapping and designing streetwear fashion. Sounds to me like thinking of better ways to actually commit cyber fraud and cybercrime. If it's true, it's alleged. So I guess the reason people are talking about this because is because Morgan is is an interesting character. I mean, so she's got this rapping career, which is I guess fine. Just remember, she's the she's the crocodile of Wall Street. Well, she's she, she can string a she can really do a, a non-rhyming rap, which is a special skill. Mm. Well, look at it this way: if you're moving around allegedly about four point five billion dollars worth of Bitcoin, you can afford to have a good sense of humor. 
A hundred percent. You can even afford to pe get people a laugh track. You can get people to laugh at your bad sense of humor. If we're not good, people turn our show off. <laughs> Welcome to What the Hack, a show about hackers, scammers, and the people they go after. I'm Adam, your Bitcoin bro, your crypto cuz, and your Ethereum enthusiast. I'm a blockhead. I mean, uh, my name is Bo, and I... I'm a blockhead. And I'm Travis, and yes, Bo is indeed a blockhead. Oh, you're one to talk. Yeah. <laughs> indeed I am. So here's the deal. I use Yahoo Finance. I use it to make money because it works. Not just because they're a sponsor of the show. Heck, I've been using them for years before they ever called to become a sponsor. I do a lot of investing, and I need to make split-second financial decisions, and that's where Yahoo Finance comes in. I trade stocks, and I trade options, and you can't trade them in a vacuum. You've got to know what's going on. Yahoo Finance gives you the opportunity to look at the whole picture. I mean, breaking news, editorial perspectives, analyst ratings, independent research, customizable charts. I love the customizable charts. They have it all. At Yahoo Finance, I'm part of a community of over 90 million users. You heard me. 90 million folks use Yahoo Finance because they're helping you on your way to financial success. Visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination. That's yahoofinance.com, yahoofinance.com. This spring, get out there, enjoy the weather, and recapture the magic of riding a bike with electric e-bike. With an amazing variety of models built for riders of all abilities, it's never been easier to fall in love with riding again. Plus, every electric e-bike ships free and only requires quick, toolless assembly. This is my first ever e-bike, and the experience has just been great. I was a little bit intimidated at first because I hadn't gone biking in a while, but the 500-watt motor that the electric e-bike comes with really gives you a nice little boost, especially if you're trying to go uphill or pick up some speed. Data shows that e-bike riders take their bike out more often. That means... You get more exercise, more exploration, and wait for it, fresh air. And riding an e-bike isn't, like, it's not cheating. It's just making it possible for you to be out there longer on each ride. And speaking of things going a little slower, you can finance electric e-bike for as little as $49 a month. Get into spring with electric e-bikes, the number one selling e-bikes in the nation. Get your adventure started at electricebikes.com. And please mention that What the Hack with Adam Levin sent you in the post-checkout survey. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C ebikes.com Today we have somebody, I have to confess, I am a fanboy. Jack Resider, he's a veteran to the security world. He's host of Darknet Diaries. He worked in a securities operations center for a Fortune 500 company. And he has just an encyclopedic knowledge of all things cyber and a show that is highly regarded. He's a, a real respected commentator, interviewer, and expert in cybersecurity. So, I mean, we are, we're honored. So listen, Jack, I gotta say, like you're, you're Adam, you gotta tell him, Darknet Diaries was the first podcast you ever really got into, 100%. It, it, it was, in fact. In fact, Bo said, if we're gonna do really fun and amazing things, you got to get more serious about listening to podcasts. <laughs> oh my God, there was Darknet Diaries. There you were. 
and it's really awesome. No joke. The, I, I listen to a lot of shows and your show is always uh, where I want to go first. Well, thank you. This is very flattering and I'm really excited to be here. interesting situation come up with nfts right mm, nfts is such a war zone right now <laughs> there if you if you dabble in crypto today or in if nf nft space and i i'm just exploring it because i like to think of myself as open minded when it comes to technology so let's let's see what's going on there but if you're dabbling in this space you have to constantly be fighting hands reaching into your pockets always and you're like no get out of there that's my that's my crypto you can't touch it and it's seriously like a constant fingers or you're gonna find fingers reaching in there i barely know can you explain what an nft is uh, well, it's a non-fungible token non-fungible yes okay which is basically a digital contract that's on the blockchain so you can basically have sell anything from art to music to experiences, physical objects. Like what? Could I, I'm not going to jump into the NFT world, but I would. I would. I know Beeple is an artist. Mm -hmm. That's that's awesome. Yeah, so and, awesome. And he had like uh, maybe like 300 pictures in one digital picture. Mm -hmm. I thought that was interesting, and I go, well, I can never do that. What he did, but yeah, you could try something. Maybe like sell one of your jokes or something. I couldn't even do that to my audience tonight. Are you kidding me? I doubt I'd make money off the NFTs. And so, yeah, a couple times I wasn't street smart enough and made some wrong moves and some fingers got in my wallet and took things out. Now, are these like, uh, are these hacks or are they social engineering or is it neither, just kind of scumbaggery? Well, I think this is where we're going in as far as digital cybercrime it's a combination between social engineering and hacking. And I think if you leverage the two, you can really be, you can make millions of dollars of this. Um, I mean, social engineering is just going so far right now. We, we have a lot of flaws in our coding and in, in our psyche, in our psyche that tricks us into doing a lot of things that are stupid. So yeah, I think social engineering is the main thing going on. If we could just roll this back for a second, for we do have listeners, doubtless, who have no idea what an NFT is. So can you describe it? Most of the time when we talk about NFTs, we're talking about digital art. So it's just a JPEG that you can pay for. Um, but really what it is, it's it's code on the blockchain. So it's something called a smart tr smart contract. And you can add code so that when you put money into that particular contract something comes out and um they can it can be a very a number of different things you know you can just imagine it as a uh, a vending machine you know you put money in something comes out so you can buy something with a smart contract and say okay now i own that um what seems to be the thing going on now is you can buy a picture and say now i own that but in the same sense that that's the only one in the world and now i can sell that picture to somebody else who wants it more than me 
but the but the issue is you know making sure that what they're offering is a actual thing and is one of a kind and it is theirs mm -hmm. to sell. Yeah, I should say that uh, it's not so much the only one in the world because you can easily copy the picture, but it's the authentic one. This is the one that the creator says this is the official one. So look, the, so the line between social engineering and, and marketing has become really blurred. Mm -hmm. Your experience is an example of that, right? Yeah, it's, I mean, it's, it's a constant thing. Um, there are so many people who are, if you just, if you type out MetaMask, just, I think MetaMask by itself, this is a, a, a popular crypto wallet. You just type that out on Twitter, just tweet that and <laughs> you'll get like, five or 10 responses from bots saying, oh, if you need MetaMask support, please click this link. We'll be we can connect you with uh, somebody who can help in seconds. We're ready to help. Just here, let's, let's, get, let's get your help. Right, so they, it's, they're trying to make themselves look like they are support for the MetaMask, but they're not, they're scammers. Um, and so you click the link and it then says, well, can you connect your MetaMask to here so we can take a look at it? And what they're really doing is asking for you to send all the stuff in your wallet to them, basically. I mean, they're getting something else out of it, but it's, it, it results in that. You pretty much lose your wallet if you connect to one of these sites. And so this is what I mean. It's just, it's a constant battle that you have to like dodge and face. There's scammers out there and thieves going crazy. So I immediately did what you said, and I got immediately got a uh, a shortened URL to av avoid scammers now and write directly to MetaMask online support immediately. Good luck. See what I mean? Yeah, Bo, uh, uh, Travis, and I sent that to you. So <laughs> I got another one. Your complaint has been acknowledged. Kindly message our support server to get the issue resolved. And all you did was type one word. Yeah, I typed it two ways, but yeah. So you didn't even complain, but they've acknowledged your no, lack of complaint. No, I just did exactly what Jack said. Oh, oh, God, that's so scary. <laughs> How much of that do you think is sort of the, um, uh, just being like the baby steps uh, stages of this new technology? And how much do you think is going to be uh, kind of just a permanent uh, source of danger? Yeah, I mean, I think... I think with a lot of technology, it's it's crummy at first, and in the sense that it's difficult to adopt, it's hard to use. I mean, early stages of of Twitter were all text based, right? You you could sign up using text, and you text back, and then the, you get the text feed. It was clunky, it was weird, it was strange. Um, and, and the early stages of the internet were odd. It was you you didn't have good visual builders you you didn't have good you know fonts i don't know it's just it looked ugly and it was difficult to build and it was difficult to use right and so i think we're still in the early stages of, of crypto and nfts and and building things in this kind of web3 space and it is clunky it is difficult to use it is not user friendly um and so, yeah, that I think that's going to clear up as more mass adoption becomes. It has to because there's no way my dad or my grandma is going to be able to figure out the 13 steps you have to do to buy an NFT. It's so difficult. But if their Wells Fargo or Chase Bank account said, hey, would you like to stash some money in cryptocurrency? Um, you, we can do that now. That's just a one-click, here you go kind of thing, and that's going to make it a lot easier.
Let's talk about weight loss. Most of us have been there, struggling with the ups and downs. You lose some weight, then it creeps back. But forget those endless cycles of juice cleanses, soup diets, and the latest fad workouts. There's a better way. The Rope Body Program pairs a weekly weight loss shot with a real lifestyle change so you can lose weight and actually keep it off. Need support? Rope's got you covered every step of the way. And guess what? You can do it all from the comfort of your own home. No more doctor's appointments, no more waiting rooms. It's that simple. Ready to take charge of your weight? Head over to row.co slash Adam to sign up today. Average weight loss is 15 to 20% in a year. That's with healthy lifestyle changes. BMI and other eligibility criteria apply. Go to row.co slash Adam. Sign up today and you'll pay just $99 for your first month and $145 after that. Medication costs are separate. That's ro.co slash A-D-A-M. What was your first experience buying an NFT? Oh, it was uh, a friend of mine who I really like and uh, support had uh, created one, and I decided I absolutely want to support them. They've done so much for me and my uh, journey that I, it's an easy slam dunk for me to spend $200 to buy one of their JPEGs and then be proud to have it. Like, look, I'm, I'm supporting you in this way. And how did that work out? Are you now a millionaire from that JPEG? No, absolutely not. It didn't go anywhere, but I'm, but I was happy to, uh, to, to hold it and I'll hold it forever. Because I think that that's one of the things is you, you, you can support somebody who you appreciate, a musician you like or an artist you like or a friend, whatever, um, that has helped you. So that's just one of the features of an N NFT. But what went wrong? I was trying to make some money on these NFTs because as, as Bo alluded to, when you buy something, it could go up in value and you can you can then sell it to someone else and make quite a bit of money on it. Uh, and so I was like, well, who are the people who have done this? And it was some whales in the space that I identified. And I was like, okay, these, uh, these guys know what they're doing. They're really, they're, I, you can see in the, in the blockchain history that they've bought stuff for yeah, maybe a thousand dollars and sold it for $200,000. They're incredible at what they've done. And it's, it's just amazing. So I was like, okay, what are the moves they're making? And I saw one of them buying up a whole bunch of these uh, NFTs. And I said, ooh, that's in my budget. I think I can afford a few hundred dollars for this and I'll, I'll try it. And, and, you know, this was early days. I wasn't, I didn't exactly know what was going on. And I saw this whale buying it and I went and I bought it as well. So I think I spent like $200, $300 on these uh, JPEGs. <laughs> It's, so, so a whale is—it's a big, big player. A big right? player. Shorthand for big player. But also somebody who's just very uh, uh, savvy when it comes to the NFT land to know what the new projects are that are going to possibly go up in price. So a fake whale could be like this is like a boiler room in the old like penny stock world. Yes, boy, you really date yourself on that one now, because <laughs> I don't think they have those anymore. Well, he was, <laughs> he was you know. Vin Diesel was one of his heroes. So, Vin yeah. Diesel, Vin Diesel, I remember when he was born. I was yes. already 50. <laughs> <laughs> I guess how old I am. 27. You know what that makes me here? Senior citizen. You guys are the new blood. Yes. Yeah, so I, I th my theory was if I follow this person, I'm going to make some money as well. We'll ride the wave together, right? Um, well, what turned out was that he was not buying these JPEGs. 
Uh, instead, the people who were, the, I suppose, the scammers were making it look as if he was by, by sending it to him and making it look like he was buying these. So from my point of view, the way I was looking at it, I thought he was buying them, but really he wasn't. They were just filling his wallet with it to try to attract someone like me to say, hey, anybody who wants to follow this whale, I will look at this project they're buying a lot of. That must be something interesting there. You better get in on it. And I sure did. And I oh, didn't get anything man. out of it. So it's kind of like a virtual Moby Dick. Hmm. <laughs> did you, did you get now? Did you got? Did you even get a JPEG, or you didn't even get a JPEG? Mm -mm. They didn't even deliver. No JPEG whatsoever. Damn. Might have gotten a J, but no peg. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think I got the peg only, actually. Smoking a J. So okay, is that the only time you've had a problem with NFTs, or is 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 this virtual pickpocket action happening all the time? Yeah, there was no, there was another one, and I think this one's a little bit too niche to really boil down in a simple term. But there was an there was another time where I thought I was buying an authentic one from the from the real source. And this is kind of another tricky thing: is you really have to look to see, you have to like quadruple check that this is the real JPEG from the real source because it is so easy for someone to copy it and then list it and you can say oh well I'll just buy that one because it's cheaper well that's not the one from the actual creator and that one doesn't hold the same value obviously a copy is not going to be the same as the original so so where were you buying it that one was on OpenSea a uh, NFT marketplace and I, I saw it in a it, it was trick it was I was tricked through the kind of the UI of it to make me think it was authentic, but it wasn't. And uh, yeah, I, again, I, I bought something. I, and that, luckily, Wait, but how does that work with the user interface? Like how did the user interface trick you? It was held by the official creator, right? It was in their wallet. And so that's why I thought, okay, just obviously the creator's not going to hold fake ones, but somebody sent them the fake one. And so... That's why I thought it was the real one, but it wasn't. <laughs> so you, they ended up trying selling you the fake, mm -hmm. not the creator, the scammer no. did through the creator's account by uh, it's by having numerous copies of it in one listing. It's kind of difficult to explain, but yeah, it was. It's just that I bought the fake one, and this this happens a lot. There's so many fake NFT uh, purchases out there. People are buying the wrong ones. So how does OpenSea stop people from buying a fake? OpenSea is, has a whole team that is just looking for this particular problem and looking for all the fakes. And so one of the things they do is they have verified uh, listings and then they, you know, anything that's the same name, the same picture, everything, but it's not verified, that's easy to say, well, you're selling the same exact thing, but you're not the real one, right? So it's easy for us to see, okay, this one's verified. I know that that must be the, the right one. It's, you feel safer buying that versus one that's uh, non-verified um, or not even on the right cryptocurrency, right? When you say, you know, quadruple check, what are ways that people should be checking to basically make sure they're getting the right thing? Yeah, the uh, you want to make sure you find the official project by either going to their Twitter or their website or their Discord channel, and then on there is where you'll see the official links to to the projects on OpenSea or you know where you can buy it. So I mean, I always like to follow the official links from the official page to make sure that that's the right place. 
Now, but you've had a win. Come on, tell us you've had a win in the NFT space. Oh, oh yeah, I have. It's um, and that's one of the most dangerous things is once you. I think I bought something for it was there was a, uh, it was a, a image that I bought and then I sold it for twice as much. I think I bought it for like five hundred and sold it for a thousand dollars, and. I was like, oh my gosh, this is this is doable. Let's do this all day. I want to do this again. And so, yeah, that kind of got me uh, interested in, well, this is a, another way to uh, make money in the crypto space. Have you found the crypto space rewarding for you in general or kind of a landmine? Yeah, it's, it's such a wild new territory. It's really the Wild West where you're getting uh, stuck up all day, every day of like... <laughs> <laughs> give me your money. Uh, it's, so it is It is a landmine. It's very difficult to, to navigate. And I don't know how half the people are getting through it unscathed because it's just a madness. Um, but yeah, it's it's very exciting because it's something new. It feels it feels very early still and being part of something. I mean, this, we all wish we had bought Bitcoin in 2011 and it still hold it when it was $20 each, right? We all wish yep. that. Nobody on the planet does it. And so it, you you get this FOMO feeling of, I don't want to miss that next wave. What is that next big wave? And so it's too early to tell if NFTs is going to be the next thing. I think it it, it probably is. But um, being part of it is just learning it and being being there, I think, has a lot of value because I think... I think NFTs are going to be adopted in, in other ways, such as buying memberships to certain, um, you know, uh, online websites, buying uh, passes to a concert or an event, um, showing that you were uh, attended something. I mean, that can that can just be an NFT by itself. Like you were in attendance at this thing. Here's proof. It's like a digital uh, concert T-shirt. Yeah. Yeah. I, I get how NFTs could be used to be like, hey man, I went to this concert. I, I saw Bob Dylan mumble, and I love Bob Dylan. I can't do this to him. Anyway, <laughs> I saw Bob Dylan at the Beacon. Yay. Um, he did. So mumble. did I. In no. fact, we went together, didn't we? <laughs> so let me ask you a question though, Adam. Yeah. I remember our friend Hari Hursty talking about the absolute nonsensical idea that voting could be done on the blockchain. And he demonstrated how it was easily um, uh, manipulated. And now, I, he, he was always worried about that. And yeah. and I know that they ran some tests uh, for military personnel voting. I believe in West Virginia. But it, yeah, that's it, right. It worked in West Virginia, but Hari said it's got a long way to go if you're going to use this in any volume. Well, if the government can suck back as they have stolen Bitcoin, you know, big giant shoals of Bitcoins that have been stolen and, and the government's gotten them back, it does suggest that it's manipulatable and, 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 and not a safe way to, to conduct business. But like back to the NFT thing, um, what do you think about the, the security of it, Jack? I mean, do you, you don't think that there's a problem with, with Bitcoin and, and crypto? Uh, in general, and the blockchain, with regard to that, these security questions. Well, I think that it's being created faster than it's being secured, perhaps. Right. So it's about this first mover. It's about innovation, and it's not about let's secure it to begin with. I mean, they're trying. They're, they're like they're, the internet. Yeah, perhaps. But now we're talking with, about 
billions of dollars that you're you need to keep secure. So they're trying to do it. I mean, they're they're putting a lot of focus in, and they have security teams and this kind of thing. But you just miss one little line of code, and that can be somebody can print unlimited Ethereum or something like that, right? And it's it's really tricky. And so、uh, every day in the news, there's another multi-million-dollar、uh, issue. That somebody either gets their wallet hacked, or they, or a company gets hacked, or a protocol gets hacked, or something happens. And so, I, I think this is good for the security of it, it, it for the long run. You know, it let all these kind of things pan out, and then after all that dust settles and we we create a very secure environment,、um, then it'll be more ready for the masses.、Um, but I think. At any moment, it could all just <laughs> any anywhere of your places. A, a website can be hacked, and that hot wallet can be stolen. A protocol can be hacked, and and unlimited ether can be created,、um, or your wallet itself can be hacked. And, and yeah, it's it's all these all these. But the thing about the crypto is that you've got to secure your own wallet. And it's not like in the bank. So when I you know talk about my dad buying crypto at Wells Fargo or Chase Bank. That would be nice because then it's on Wells Fargo or Chase Bank to secure it for him. But if I say no, Dad, you have to secure your computer, which is where your money is. And if it's a significant amount of money, thousands of dollars or hundreds of thousands of dollars, now how do you how do you secure that? Now you're gonna want extra security on the front door and the locks, beef those up, and shoot, let's get a vault now and and make sure that it's bombproof and all these kind of things. And so you really have to take that security in house now instead of handing it to the bank. And that's kind of the crypto world as well. Is it's on us to secure our digital lives when、uh, traditionally the money was secured by someone else. In the case of Bo, Travis, and me, we just simply dial one eight hundred Travis. So, Jack, have you have you been making NFTs? I have not been making any NFTs now, but it's on my mind because as a creator, I have a Patreon channel and this kind of thing. And if people are、uh, interested in NFTs and interested in in giving to me as a creator, then hey, that's a possibility. I feel like this image of you that we are looking at, which if you're listening, you can't see it, but we will post it on Instagram. Um, is a excellent NFT, and I think you should start making them. <laughs> well, this is just a Snapchat filter, so I'd have to <laughs> maybe give credit to the Snapchat creator who ever made it, or the Snapchat. Well, you can just、creator. give them a royalty, maybe. Yeah, no, I I do make a lot of artwork for the podcast, and I put it on my website, and so and and the thing is, is that people are already using this artwork in different places. I see people using it as a profile picture and backgrounds of their、um, you know computer as a wallpaper and stuff. And so I think the、uh, the artwork is, and it's I, I have a shop with it for sale. The shirts, the images on shirts for sale and stuff. So I think the artwork is already making it, making itself popular. And I think there's a play there, but、uh, it's it's difficult because a lot of my listeners absolutely hate the idea of NFTs, and、um, you know for some good reasons. You know once you get like I said, once I got that first hit of. I made some money in this. How do I keep going? Where? Well, why don't I quit my job and do this full time? And of course, the next one was not good. I lost many, much more money than I made in the first one. And、uh, I was like, "Crap! I can't even sell this. There's no liquidity here. Nobody wants to buy this JPEG. This was the stupidest buy ever." And、uh, you know, it goes up and down. And so you kind of get stuck into this track of 
how do I get out of it? I'm so invested, and it can be pretty. It can be pretty brutal in many ways. Um, even if you don't get hacked, you can lose your money. So uh, yeah, it's a. Uh, it's a. And and it almost seems like uh, it's not so inclusive because it seems like you have to have you know some throwaway cash to play in this space to begin with. You seem you seem like you would care about the amount. Uh, one of the things that I hear um, as a criticism of of um, crypto seems like it might resonate with you too, which is that it is such an energy suck that it it eats up so much electricity that it is it's so inefficient and um, and you know it's burning up lots of fossil fuels to make it work. And I've seen people show charts where it's nowhere near what social media burns up. But I'm just curious to hear, like, what are your listeners' beefs with with the crypto world? Yeah, I mean, that's one of them. I think they think it's a Ponzi scheme, and uh, only the people who are in on on the beginning are going to actually make some money, and the rest don't. Um, and yeah, lots of different things. Uh, you know, it's it's all scams. People are using it just to uh, launder money and stuff like that. Um, there, I, I mean. There's a lot of uses to it, and so you can't lump all NFTs into those things. Um, um, particularly to address your issue with the uh, environment, because I think um, I think the people be- behind Ethereum hear that loud and clear, and are working really hard to make Ethereum too, which is going to be 99% more energy efficient, and it's going to complete, it's going to drastically reduce it, and it's going to make that a non-issue at that point. And there are other blockchains that are offering NFTs, such as Cardano and Solana, which have uh like much more than 99% less energy usage than ethereum they're extremely uh um efficient to create so and and to operate so uh yeah i mean maybe that means some other chains gets an opportunity to shine because ethereum is just too uh heavy and that market can you know drive itself because of that so yeah i've it, heard that tezos people are shifting to tezos and others places as a claim that it uses less energy but um mm-hmm. yeah it is in its infinite infancy so we're still gonna have to wait and see how it develops so yeah. jack let me ask you uh, how do you feel about people using your art for their profiles i think it's great i um, as a creator you've got to really look inside and say what is my main goal here and i think my main goal is to educate and then after that is kind of to entertain and maybe both together, but I think educate is primary because if I can entertain while educating, then that's kind of like giving you, you know, sauce with your broccoli or whatever, you know, sneaking it in. But I think that that broccoli is the, is the part that I want to really get into people's head is, is I want to educate them. And so if that's the case, then I want to make the biggest impact as I can. And I want to spread my message and I want to get it out there. And so if people are using my artwork or, you know, embedding my podcast on their webpage or getting, you know, even in the case of like taking my show and, and broadcasting it somewhere else, I've people put my show on like the radio and stuff, which I know is going to have ads um, without my permission. And I've heard it before. <laughs> but, wow. But I'm, I'm thrilled about that because it hits all exposure. New, yeah. It's exposure. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I want to be able to keep the lights on here, but I make enough to do it. And I might as well let these kind of things slide. So I think 99% of the time, uh, it's it's great. And that 1% that people use it for other things is fine because I think it gets me more exposure than before. I think, uh, you know, when we, we had to face with Pirate Bay and stuff where you had musicians getting their music pirated 
that really spread their music a lot more than only only the people who have enough money to actually buy music can enjoy this you know so it it, it really blew them up in ways that they but, don't you know appreciate. the band that didn't use pirate bay didn't need no one needed to pirate bay them for anything was the grateful dead they gave everything away and let anybody record anything they wanted and um and it worked out pretty well for them i yeah. mean i i look i i you know i'm sorry i really dated myself <laughs> with that one <laughs> you know and uh, jack on another level i think you're a thousand percent right and that is oftentimes the only way that people are open to being educated is because they're being entertained mm -hmm. you have people that you say education and it's like ew and yeah. their mind locks but the minute you wrap uh entertainment around it uh for some people it makes it far more palatable and interesting and and fun or wrap your education yeah for a moment i thought we we're going back to the uh, bitcoin or uh, bitcoin yeah, rapper. rapper yes <laughs> Razzlecon. Yeah. hey jack listen this has been awesome i mean we really appreciate you taking your time and spending time with us and uh sharing your stories and helping educate people and we, we can't thank you enough. Yeah, this was great. Adam. Sounds to me like there's there's some whales out there and there's some pirates out there and it's kind of dodgy out there. No, and you got to be careful because when you follow the whales, you run the risk of being swallowed <laughs> up. Travis, did you uh, learn anything today about NFTs and crypto? You know, a minor confession, I still don't get NFTs. I don't know what it's all about. I keep on hearing people getting like their uh, digital portrait of a gorilla getting stolen for them or something. And I'm just, I don't get it. Do you get baseball cards? No. <laughs> well, <laughs> then you just don't get the concept of collecting. Yeah, no, no I mean, I have like 10,000 comic books and a bunch of Pokemon cards. <laughs> so you do get it. That's the same thing. It's just digital. It's the same thing and it's digital. And the difference is that there's, Unlike uh, Pokemon cards where they printed however many they printed, and maybe they did a run where they only did 100, and if you have one of those, you're set for life. It, it's the same thing with NFTs. It's a digital work of art that is an original. It exists nowhere else in that particular constellation of the blockchain. So it is just a, a very unique piece of the blockchain, and that is what makes an NFT uh, uh, fungible. And it has a digital proof of ownership, right? Right, yeah. And so you have like the only image of Adam singing once in a lifetime. Please please don't compare my uh, Spider-Man comics to a picture of a gorilla. <laughs> <laughs> I was busy thinking about Adam's lovely singing, but okay. And you, you understand what, what NFT truly means. Not for Travis. Yeah, oh, indeed. Well, Travis, I disagree. I bet you can buy them sometime and they could... They could be nutso financial terrificness. See, I think we should buy Bo's sunset pictures. He does post a lot of them. Hey, you know, some people think I'm good at it. <laughs> <laughs>
including Guinevere, uh, by the way, who was approached, my partner was approached to do NFTs. And she turned it down for the reason we were talking about, which is that it just consumed too much energy and she didn't want to be a part of a thing that was so bad for the environment. And I just don't know, you know, what I think about that because the truth is, I do believe this exists and I don't have it right in front of me, but that social people use social media use in general is uses so much more electricity than all of the blockchain. And Travis, I see you furiously typing to find out the answer. Yeah, <laughs> no, but I did think it was uh, funny before I read a uh, report saying that if uh, Google changed their uh, the background of their web page from white to black, it would have it would save something like uh, just gigawatts of energy every year. So. Well, Larry, Sergey, come on, listen up. <laughs> I mean, so Sundar these days, but yeah. So the NFT question in general comes down to like when if you can manage to not get scammed. And you manage not to fall for a fake whale, boiler room, whatever you want to call it. I didn't think that dated me that much, but whatever. Senior citizen. When you have it, Adam, do you remember that time when Ethereum was going up, 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 and you owned some Ethereum and it was going up, 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 and you couldn't remember your password to your wallet? Uh, that's very true. But you know what? That was the best possible situation. You may, yes. Maybe you didn't participate in that situation, but what you also didn't participate in was your own undoing. No question about that, because for those of us who take Ambien, every day is a new adventure anyway. <laughs> <laughs> no, but seriously, um, that was the probably the coolest thing that, that um, Jack brought up is that, you know, when it comes to Bitcoin, this goes back to your thing that you say all the time about the consumer. The ultimate guardian of the consumer is the consumer, always has been, is, and always will be. But we've all become our own bank, really, our own bank vault. Whether we like it or not. And whether we're good at it or not. And most of us aren't good at it. So, Travis, do you have some tips on, on how people can up their game on protecting their Bitcoin and other kinds of uh, crypto? I mean, the first and uh, best advice is always just, for the love of God, don't reuse passwords. If you're, if you're going to use the same password that you have for your um, email account that you also do for your uh, Bitcoin or your, well, your Coinbase account, and that happens to be the also the same name as your kitten, you're going to get hacked. Also, crypto 2022 exclamation point. Not such a good password either. Right. Or one, two, three, four, five, six. That's or uh, ha 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 ha. Yeah. Or ha ha ha. Or da da da. <laughs> Yeah, so I mean, there are a whole bunch of different things you can do, but at, at a minimum, uh, the one thing I know that we harp on a lot on this show, um, and it's something that it still remains good advice, and it's one that people don't tend to take, is just don't reuse your password. And if you, even if you are going to re reuse your password, make it something vaguely complicated. And, and um, use two-factor authentication. And But Adam, you also use a wallet, don't you? I, I use a crypto wallet, but I'm not going to tell you where it is. Where do you now? Do you actually? That's a good question. Now, I happen to know that where you keep it, which could be in a lot of different places in the United States. So don't even try it. Um, people trying to get Adam stuff. But where you keep it, it is also kept in a safe. This physical wallet is also kept in a locked safe that is fireproof. Am I am I remembering that right? Uh, yes, you are. And Travis. How common is that? <laughs> <laughs> uh, not very. 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, but that is how, I mean, there's been a lot of stories of people having their crypto stolen. And, and it's, you know, if you had a bunch of gold coins in your house, you would probably put them in a safe. If you have a thumb drive with all of your information about your crypto or a wallet, shouldn't that also be in your safe? I kind of feel like if I had gold coins, I'd just like sleep on it every night. But yeah. Scrooge McDuck style. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, listen, if you like our show, consider leaving us an NFT, a new fantastic thesis, a.k.a. leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts, share an episode with a friend, and give us five stars. And the stars are actually gold. They're gold. I like gold stars. Adam likes gold. He'll, if you give him gold, he's like a singing monkey. He will just sing and sing and sing. I think I've seen that NFT. Once in a lifetime, there comes a moment, a wonderful moment when ratings take your hand. And this is our moment, our once in a lifetime. Ratings, please, ratings. Your piano playing is phenomenal, Adam. I've been working really hard at that. <laughs> what the Hack with Adam Levin is a production of Loud Tree Media. It's produced by Andrew Stephen, the man with two first names. You can find us online at loudtreemedia.com and on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Adam K. Levin.